Welcome to My Fair Katie, a film review podcast. I, Katie Schimmick, watch movies with my dad. That'd be me, Scott Schimmick. Together we will dive into sometimes deep but hopefully always fun discussions of classic films. Today's movie is The Hustler. A searching look into the innermost depths of a woman's heart and a man's desires. That doesn't sound like a movie at all. Okay, how about this one? A motion picture that probes the stranger, the pickup, why a man hustles for a buck or a place in the sun. Doesn't really make sense. Okay. <laughs> All right, how about this one? It delves without compromise into the hungers that lie deep within us all. <laughs> Getting closer? Yeah. Okay. How many of these are there? I got four. Okay. All right. They call him Fast Eddie. He was a winner. He was a loser. He was a hustler. <laughs> Still no good? No. Made in 1961, The Hustler was directed by Robert Rawson and stars Paul Newman as Fast Eddie Felson, the young hotshot pool shark. George C. Scott plays his manager, Burt Gordon. Jackie Gleason plays Minnesota Fats, the veteran pool player. Piper Laurie plays his love interest, a lovely woman with a limp and a drinking problem. It didn't make sense to me how why Minnesota Fats was ahead of Piper Laurie. Like, Sarah. You mean on the billing? No, I mean, like, in the credits. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Jackie Gleason was a ginormous star. Yeah, but he wasn't. He didn't have more lines than her. No, but he was a very big star. Like, but, it would be like uh, Jerry Seinfeld doing a movie, like, two years after Seinfeld ended. Actually, be bigger than that. Jackie Gleason was the star of The Honeymooners, oh. which was like the biggest show in TV history, just about, it seemed like. Everybody watched The Honeymooners. Remember in Back to the Future? They were yeah. watching The Honeymooners. Yeah. Yeah. So Jackie Gleason was a super big star at the time. Mm. <laughs> well, he was. <laughs> and Piper Laurie was in like TV movies, so oh, that's okay. why. <laughs> Fast Eddie Felsen. That's weird to say, Fast Eddie Felsen. <laughs> Fast Eddie Felsen, a young pool hustler, arrives in New York to challenge Minnesota Fats. Eddie wants to prove he's the best by beating the best. The two engage in a grueling 36-hour battle. Although Eddie is winning for a while, he fades from a lack of focus and too much booze. Eddie is left broken and broke. Eddie stumbles into the bus station's all-night diner and meets Sarah, who is a disillusioned day drinker. Eddie moves in with Sarah and continues low-level hustling, hoping to put together a big enough stash to take on Fats again. One night, he meets the wrong mark. Eddie takes a beating and has his thumbs broken. After getting better, Eddie meets Burke Gordon, who agrees to arrange matches for him. Along with Sarah, they travel to Louisville to play a millionaire. Although he wins the money, Burt's abuse and Sarah's lack of faith in herself and Eddie lead Sarah to kill herself. With chances for happiness ruined, Eddie heads back to New York to challenge Fats. Eddie has nothing to lose and remains focused. He beats Fats and refuses to pay Burt, walking out to try to find his way in life. So AFI rates this as the number six sports movie of all time. It's behind Rocky. Okay.
But it's ahead of Rockies 2, 3, and 4. I got a problem with that. I know you do. That's why I mentioned it. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 98, Popcorn Radio 93, a Metacritic of 90, and an IMDb of 8.0. Well, pretty high numbers, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Warranted? I guess. It wasn't my favorite movie so far, but... Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't one of my favorites, I mean. Yeah. Well, it was, nomin- it was nominated for a whole bunch of Oscars and won two. It won for cinematography for black and white, and it won for art direction, set direction, black and white. Did you like the the cinematography and art? Yeah, I wasn't. I liked Sarah's apartment, <laughs> the art in there. Yeah, it was pretty good. It said a lot about her. I think that's the important thing about the art direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You learned a lot about Sarah just from looking at that. Mm-hmm. You have the same painting that she did. We We do. We do. One of them. But you saw, like, her apartment was filled with posters of fine art, even though it was just uh, a day drinker's apartment. <laughs> she was a college student with no money and no job. Mm-hmm. She still had these aspirations of of a fine life. Mm-hmm. Said a lot about her. Yeah. Yeah. So it really was good. It was nominated for Best Picture, for Best Actor for Paul Newman, Best Actress for Piper Laurie, Best Supporting Actor, Jackie Gleason, and Best Supporting Actor for George C. Scott. Earmuffs. It's got some amorous scenes, even if slightly awkward. It shows Piper Laurie in her undergarments. <laughs> They're not very revealing undergarments. I mean, a camisole and a slip. Paul Newman shirtless. There's, there's plenty of smoking, plenty of drinking. There's a suicide. It's pretty rough. And language, not too salty, but they did use the word bastard. That was one of the first mainstream movies to use the word. (laughs) So who's our hero in the movie? Paul Newman. Eddie, I mean. And what were Eddie's motivations? To beat Minnesota Fats. Did his motivations change over the course of the movie? Well, they didn't. He wanted to beat him the whole time. He wanted to beat him at the beginning. He wanted to beat him at the end. But in the middle, he seemed to be happy, like having a life. It seems like he could have been happy with Sarah. Until she died? Yeah. And her death motivated him to to go back and take on Fats again, didn't it? Yeah. To take back the only thing that he had control over in his life, which was playing pool. Mm Mm-hmm. So was Eddie a good guy? He was mostly bad. What made him bad? He was mean to Sarah. He, like, took advantage of her and her house. (laughs) And her scotch. Yeah. Actually, no, he bought the scotch. Oh. But, yeah. And her food. Mm Mm-hmm. He tried to take advantage of her books, but couldn't get through one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, what, what made him a good guy? What made him redeemable? At the end, he came to love her. Even though she was already dead. (laughs) Maybe that's what it took for him to realize that. Do you think he was a good person at the very end? No. You don't think he had, like, learned lessons in life? No, I think he was sad. Well, you can be sad and be a good person. Well, yeah, I guess he is a good person. But a sad good person? Mm Mm-hmm. At least a better person? Yeah. 
What choices would you have made differently if you were Fast Eddie? I would have stopped in the beginning, like when you were $18,000 ahead. Yeah, that'd be good, but that wasn't really Eddie, was it? No. No? Do you think Eddie could have been that good of a pool player if he was the kind of guy who would have stopped? No. He would have made more money, though. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been good enough to get up $18,000 if he wasn't the kind of guy who wouldn't have stopped. But he needed that drive. If he didn't, if he had eighteen thousand dollars, he would have ne- never met Sarah. <laughs> That's true. Because then he wouldn't be living in a bus station. So how different would his life have been? He would have, if he had quit when he was head. If, if Fats had said, "I said I quit," and he beat him, he'd have his share of the eighteen grand. Would he only get nine thousand dollars? I think so. Yeah, I think they had a fifty-fifty deal, right? But Charlie did nothing. Charlie put up the money. Yeah. Charlie also helped him hustle. Mm-hmm. If they lost money, Charlie lost money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eddie wasn't a good friend either. Because <laughs> Charlie tried to, like, become friends with him again. Yeah. But he was trying to use him. Everybody was trying to use Eddie. Who wasn't using Eddie in this movie? Sarah. Really? What, what was she using him for? Companionship. He was using her, too. Yeah, that's fair. They were using each other, but everybody was using Eddie. Bert was using Eddie. Charlie was using Eddie. Sarah was using Eddie. His whole life. He was using other people, too. Yeah. Do you think he was using other people because they used him? Or do you think other people were using him because he was hustling them first? Like, do you think he was a hustler first? Or do you think he learned that because that's the way he was treated? A hustler first. You think so? Yeah. Well, he was a very charismatic hustler. Mm-hmm. Did you like Fast Eddie more as a person than Dave Chappellette? Yes. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. He had some more redeemable qualities. Yeah. Would you have liked he wasn't Dave? As ugly. <laughs> <laughs> not as ugly. So Paul Newman's not handsome either. No, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, don't compare him to Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Let's just compare him to like average man. Yeah, I guess. You guess he's handsome. Yeah, he's better than Robert Redford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you couldn't even see his dreamy blue eyes in this movie. So you watch Butch casting the Sundance Kid, right? Mm-hmm. You watch Butch and Sundance. You see those two. You see them as an average-looking dude and a kind of ugly dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just want to be just want to be sure of that. Okay. This week's episode of My Fair Katie is brought to you by Bourbon. No particular brand, just bourbon. Well. Some JTS. Brown bourbon. But also bourbon. And scotch. Scotch too. Lots and lots of scotch. Okay, what time is it, Katie? It's time for a daddy don't know. What don't daddy know this week? Really? What? 
Alright, come on. <laughs> Lily just took pictures. Okay. So, um, Paul Newman had never held a pu- <laughs> Paul Newman had never held a pu- pool. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it is not funny. Use a cue stick. Okay. Paul Newman had never ho- Paul Newman had never held a cue stick before. He landed the role of Fast Eddie. Um, so he took out the dining room table of his house and installed a pool table. Um, so he could spend every walking hour practicing. Every walking hour? Yeah. Every waking hour. It's his walking hour. It's his waking. W-A-L-K-I-N-G. Okay, well, it's supposed to be waking. Okay, well, it's... Oh, that's part of the K. (laughs) So, what did uh, Joanne Woodward think of that? Who's that? His wife. She was also an actress. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Do you think she was enamored with a pool table in the living room? Maybe. (laughs) Okay, what else you got? By the way... I do want to say, though, he never held a cue stick before. He was not half bad. He looked he looked like he could have been a good pool player. Mm-hmm. That's an impressive feat. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a real-life athlete because he was a car driver. He was but, a race car driver. But pool is not a sport. So. No, is car racing a sport? No. Okay, let's, let's talk about this pool is not a sport thing. Pool is not a sport. What makes a sport? Athletic ability. Okay. So, if you have athletic ability, it makes it a sport. So, is gymnastics a sport? Yeah. Okay. Is parkour a sport? Um, sure. Is uh, line dancing a sport? That isn't... What is line dancing? Okay, not line dancing. How about... Um, well, if you could say that pool's a sport, you could also say that darts are a sport. But that's a party game, and so is pool. Pool's a party game. Okay. Is golf a party game? No. Does golf require athletic ability? Yeah. Does race car driving require athletic ability? No. Is that a sport? No. So you have to have athletic ability in order to be good at it. That makes it a yeah. sport. Yeah, or if, it's, if, if it requires athletic ability, then it also... Um, it, no, 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 it, it's a party game, it's not a sport, like, you play it, like, with your friends, not with, like, like, volleyball? No, volleyball is a sport. No, you totally play volleyball at parties. Is there, okay, is there a high school team for pool? Well, maybe in River City. (laughs) Wait, not in River City. (laughs) Definitely not in River City. (laughs) Okay, how about bowling? Bowling is not a sport. Okay, there are, so it's got to be at your high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. I think there is a bowling team. So there's got to be a, a college or high school team for it? Mm, yeah. Okay, but there is for bowling. Yeah, so I guess bowling's a sport. Okay, so bowling's a sport. Does bowling take athletic ability? Yeah. Takes a lot of skill. Lots of things take skill. Yeah, but especially... Putting together model airplanes takes skill. Yeah, but that doesn't require... It requires athletic ability. You have to be, like, strong (laughs) to hold the bowling ball. You have to be nimble and have good hand-eye coordination in pool. Yeah, but... 
He doesn't. Pool is not a sport. It's on ESPN. <laughs> so? Actually, so is darts. Yeah. And so is cornhole. Yeah, exactly. Badminton. How about that? Badminton? It's a party game. Yeah. You play it in your backyard. Yeah. It's also an Olympic sport. Okay, well, <laughs> pool's not an Olympic sport. Dancing? Is that it takes athletic ability to be a good dancer? Yeah. I guess dancing can be a sport. <laughs> All right. So now that we've hashed out what a sport is, so car think? racing, wait a minute, car racing a sport? No. No? No. Skiing a sport? Mm, I don't know. Probably not. Skiing doesn't take athletic ability? I mean, it does, but... Wait, maybe also sports involves risk, because you're not going to hurt yourself playing pool, unless, like, people well, break your thumbs. I've... Yeah, there's that. <laughs> That's from hustling pool, not playing pool, though, right? Yeah. I mean, but you could I'm sure people get drunk and fall off pool tables every day. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get hurt in skiing, so I guess skiing's a sport. So danger. Yeah. So I'm back to auto racing. Fine. I guess that can be a sport. Okay. Poker? No. Don't. <laughs> no. Not a sport? No. Okay. You can get hurt in darts. <laughs> <laughs> if you make somebody angry, you could definitely get hurt in darts, yeah. right? Yeah. Probably not killed, but definitely hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, puncture wound. Okay. Now that we've hashed out what a sport is, you got any other facts for me? Yeah. Jackie Gleason was, in reality, a very good pool player and did many of his own shots. Mm-hmm. And then. I believe that. Oh. The film started a national resurgence in popularity of pool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then the last one, um, when they needed to, um, th- like, to show off some of the trick shots, the 14-time world billiards champion. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. 14-time world billiards champion. Yeah. I'm going to say I only know the name of, like, three pool players. <laughs> I'm going to say Willie Moscone. Yeah. He was also the film technician. That makes sense. So just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you have to be a bad guy. Who's the bad guy in the movie? Bert. Bert? What were his motivations? To get money. Was it just to get money? Like, what were his motivations, not just with Eddie, but with Sarah? Get into her head. Why do you want to get into her head? To drive her away. Yeah. To get more money from Eddie. Okay, so I guess it was all about money then, huh? You were right. I tried to make it more complicated. Did he have a point? No. Would he have made more money with Eddie without Sarah? Mm, probably not. Then. <laughs> if she died. If they never met, maybe. Not if she died, yeah, that probably... That didn't go so well. No. But if she had just left... Mm, no. Like, she assumed, uh, like everybody assumed it's going to happen. Did you think he was going to go back to the hotel and find Sarah? Sarah didn't think he was coming back. I thought he was coming back. You had faith in him? Yeah. Because you believed he was a good guy by then. Yeah, but where else would he go? On the road with Bert to make money. Oh, no. No, he didn't do that. Because he'd become a good guy? Yeah. 
because of Sarah. So Sarah's the real hero. <laughs> so Dave Chappellette wouldn't have done that? No. No? No, because he was a jerk. He also wouldn't have been upset about Sarah's death. He probably would have been put out by it. Mm-hmm. He would be mad at Sarah. Yeah. For ruining his evening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the setting of the movie? Louisville. It was a part, but it was mostly, where was it? New York City. Yeah. Was the setting important to the story? Mm, I guess. It could have been in any big city, though. I guess any big city where Minnesota Fats lived, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't really show much in New York. No. They didn't really show any of New York. Mm-mm. Although it was all filmed in New York. Mm. It was just the inside of Sarah's apartment. Yeah. It's a very small set. And then the Ames Billiard Hall, which I'm guessing was actually a real place. So, nominated for an Oscar, what did you think of the cinematography? It wasn't, like, amazing. I thought it was really good. Well, it wasn't memorable. It wasn't as good as Rocky. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really good. Yeah. The poker scenes were cool. I mean, the pool, <laughs> the pool scenes. This is not a poker movie. There was poker. Yeah, but... It you was... want to watch a poker movie? No. No. Even one in color? No. All right. So what did you think of the music? I liked it. It was, like, cool jazz. I like jazz. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. It it fit the mood of the film, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Any special effects? No. No? <laughs> How about the costumes? Would the cast be special effects or costumes? Costumes. <laughs> what do you think of the editing of the movie? I thought it was a little too long. Yeah. It was like two hours and fifteen minutes. What was too long? What part was too long? Mm. What would you have cut out? The first pool game was too long. It was like thirty minutes. Okay. I uh, I can see what you're saying. I kind of wish they had moved some of that to the back end. I would like to have seen more of him beating Fats. Yeah. Instead of so much of him uh, getting beaten in the beginning. Although I like the pool. I thought the pool was filmed really well. I mean, this is 1961. It was some pretty good action. I don't agree. <laughs> Still too slow for you? Yeah. All right. What do you think about the titles? We never talk about the titles. Most movies that we've been watching, the titles haven't been very interesting. This one. It's usually just the name. But this one, if you remember, they were the, uh, they were like scenes from the whole movie cut up with the, with the actor that was in the scene and then their, their title card. Oh yeah, it was like a TV show. Like in the (laughs) beginning where they're showing the clips of like the different characters. (laughs) It was like a TV show. <laughs> I, I wonder if TV shows got their idea from that or if that was what TV shows were like back then. I don't... I think... I don't know. Hopefully TV shows stole that and they didn't steal that from TV. <laughs> yeah. So you got any nits to pick for this one? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me why he wanted to beat Fats because then he didn't get to hustle people anymore. Because they would all know that he was good. Yeah. 
That's true. It ended up happening anyway, even though he lost, didn't it? Yeah. Because when he was going around after he lost to Fats, people were like, oh, yeah, you're the one who almost beat Fats. Mm-hmm. How does Fats make money, even though he's, like, the best? Because everyone wants to try out the best. Oh. Okay. Kind of like that millionaire in Louisville, right? Oh, yeah. He, he knew he was good, but he wanted to try himself out against the best. Yeah. It's like a lot of Westerns, too. If you're ever the best gunslinger, everybody wants to come and have a duel with you. Mm. You got anything else? Yeah, in the beginning, it was too hot, hot to go ride their car. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what's your problem with that? Why didn't they just, like, suck it up? <laughs> That's a good question. You've never been in a car without air conditioning, have you? No, I have. Really? When? Yeah. God. Well, I've been in it when, like, the air conditioning doesn't, like, turn on for a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different than a three-hour <laughs> ride to Pittsburgh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so about any unanswered questions? What does Eddie do after he beats Fats? Hmm. What do you think happens after he beats Fats? He walks away. He knows he's not going to be able to hustle anymore, right? Because now he's going to be famous. Yeah. Oh, I know what happens. What? Bert's, like, people, they beat him up. Do you think they beat him up? No, I don't think they beat him up. I bet Bert feels bad. Do you think Bert actually feels bad? No, I don't think he feels bad. I just feel like he's, I don't know. I think Bert was a little afraid of him. Yeah. Because he finally stood up to him. Because he's like, if you if you do that, you better kill me. Because I'm going to come back and I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to come out and kill you. Because he didn't. Like, okay. So I don't think Bert had his guys beat him up. Yeah, probably not. So what do you think happens to Eddie? Where do you think he is 20 years later? 25 years later? What do you think he's doing? Maybe, maybe like, he made enough money so he doesn't have to do it. Like, he doesn't have to get a job, probably. So he's like, just... Did he, he bought a little pool hall like Charlie wanted to do? Mm-hmm. And he just, like, played poker at, like... Played poker? Yeah. Like, not, like, just competition. Just played poker with pool. people. Oh, played pool with, like, people at the bar. <laughs> I don't know. People come into his bar and play pool with him because he was famous kind of yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Or maybe he plays fast again. I don't know. And loses it all? No. He doesn't lose it. He doesn't lose it. What do you think? I think... I think he becomes a salesman. I think he goes on the road and sells liquor. And he's good. I think he's good at it. I think he sells a lot of liquor. But he misses the action. <laughs> he wants to get back into it. But he knows that he's not, he's not that good anymore because he's getting older. So he wants to be the money man now. So he goes out and finds somebody just like him. That's what I think happens. Mm. Some flaky guy, a little cocky. That sounds pretty good. Sounds like a Rocky Balboa or like the Creed movies, right? And then maybe, you know, he puts up the money for the kid, tries to teach him how to be a hustler. The kid doesn't want to be the kind of hustler he wants him to be. Causes a lot of friction. And the end, they split up. Do they fight each other? Like, fist fight? 
No, but I, I could see Eddie like wanting to hook up with uh, with this kid's girl, kind of like Bert. So he turned into Bert. Yeah, that's what I think is gonna happen. No. No. No, I don't think he'll turn into Bert. No. I think mm, he hates Bert, and that he'd be too ashamed to turn into Bert. Okay, so we won't watch the color of money. Color of money? <laughs> yeah. That's the second part. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> twenty-five years later. Wait, they... that's not fair that you. <laughs> <laughs> 25 years later, they did a movie, and he became basically Bert. Hmm. And Tom Cruise was Fast Eddie. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. Well, because he takes on the Bert role? Yeah. All right, fine. All right. The big picture? That What's... doesn't make sense, because why would he turn into a Bert? Hasn't Bert hurt him enough? That's a good question. Maybe Bert had a Bert, and then so maybe that's what happened. Like maybe Bert's turning into Bert's. You know what I mean? Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> but this is a fair point. You would think at the end of the Hustler that there's no way he's turning into that. That he's walking. He's either gonna find a different path. Yeah. But in the color of money, he does. I'm sorry. Is it in color or in black and white? It's in color. It's oh. from the 80s. Oh, okay. All right. So what's the message of the movie? It's easy to win if you have nothing left to lose. Wait a minute. Did Rocky have anything to lose? Yeah. But kiss. <laughs> Fine. Rocky was at rock bottom, though, too. No, he had turtles. And fish that kept him happy. Did they keep him happy? Yeah. And Adrian. But not not the beginning. Yeah. It's a different point in the story. We see a different arc. Here we see Eddie fall to the bottom and start to climb up. In Rocky, we see Rocky at the bottom and climb up. Yeah. That's why Rocky's better. Okay. Fair enough. So overall in cinema history, where would you place this one? Hmm. Top, like, 15 sports movies. Top 15? <laughs> After Rocky, 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah. Hoosiers. Mm -hmm. Karate Kid. Yeah. Feel the Dreams. Rudy, Feel oh, the yeah. Dreams. Miracle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool Running. <laughs> cool, cool Running? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <sighs> All right. And the Katie Goes too. The Odessa Steps Award. Oh, and the bike movie that we watched. Oh, Breaking Away? Yeah, Breaking yeah, Away. Yeah, Breaking Away is a better movie. Breaking Away is a really good movie. Mm -hmm. Totally watch Breaking Away if you haven't seen it. The Odessa Steps Award. I have three nominees for the best scene. The Tide turning against Eddie in the first match. Eddie and Sarah on a picnic when they're open up to each other. And the third one is when Eddie beats Fats and stands up to Bert. You got any other nominees? No. So what do you think? Kenny goes to the end scene when like, he beats Bert. That's fair. You like the end scenes, don't you? Yeah. Sports movies. <laughs> this goes to 11, the award for the most over-the-top moment. I got two nominees. Eddie, the first time he's sure he can win, and Eddie, the second time he's sure he can win. You have any other nominees for most over-the-top? Mm, 
No. None, because it was a um, well-acted movie, so nobody was over the top. Yeah, everybody was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess so. Thomas Minnesota. Mitchell Award? So Minnesota Fats. Well, I was going to say it's not fair because you've got Fats and you've got Bert and you've got like Charlie. these amazing side characters. So I went deeper and I came up with a deep dive with three names. Okay. Okay. These are just my nominations. Then you can pick whoever you want, of course. Okay. I had Jake LaMotta as the bartender, which is funny because, you know, he's the boxer from Raging Bull. Yeah. That Raging Bull's about. Vincent Gardenia as the other bartender. Vincent Gardenia is a is a well known actor. Who's mm-hmm. like Moonstruck. And Sausage. I have no idea who Sausage was. I don't even think he had a line. I just think it's funny that there was a character <laughs> named Sausage. When Minnesota Fats is like, All right, Sausage, rack him up. <laughs> oh, what about like was his name Preacher or somebody who kept on like getting stuff for them? Wasn't he like <laughs> mm, Yeah. What was his name? I don't even know. Something with a P. Yeah. Because I kept on saying like. I don't think he had any lines either. No. So do you have any other nominees? No, Minnesota fans. Well, that. Okay. <laughs> All right. He didn't deserve to be ahead of Sarah, but I guess he was okay. <laughs> well, she was definitely not a side character. No, no. All right. It's the pictures that got small. The award for the best quote. Not the most quotable movie. No. Um, I got Sarah saying, "You're not a loser, Eddie. You're a winner." Some men never get to feel that way about anything. Which sounds like you're talking to a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Fat man, you shoot a great game of pool. I loved her, Bert. I traded her on a pool game. And pool game's not over until Minnesota Fat says it's over. You got any other nominees? No. There wasn't any memorable quotes. You gotta pick one of these. Yeah. Hmm. I guess the last one. Pool game's not over? Yeah, that one. All right. The kid, you gotta see the pool game's not over. All right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Who's the winner of the movie? Mm, probably Minnesota Fats. <laughs> oh, no, pool, pool, pool. It's pool. Pool? Yeah. The game of pool? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty fair. Have you ever seen pool being played anywhere else besides this movie? Yes. Where? Family reunions. Oh, right. <laughs> the vacation house. Yeah. Or half a dozen eggs. Zero to twelve montage. Zero, because there was not a montage. Well, there was the montage of Negative the f- four. <laughs> the pool games at the beginning. Mm. The back and forth and the balls going in. And yeah, but that was a good montage. I mean it wasn't a rocky montage. There was no music. Wait, was there even music? Yeah, there was like jazz music. That's not inspiring. No, it's not an inspiring not a- montage, but it's better than it's better than Newt Rockney montage. It's better than Pride of the Yankees montage. Mm, fine. I guess I'll give it a three because it had good music. <laughs> At least it had some action. Discernible action, too. Right, Want to have a catch? And they had a clock, so you know when yeah. it was happening. Well, see, that was part of the montage, Unlike yeah. Unlike some other movies that we watched. <laughs> so, want to have a catch? Zero to ten cryability. Mm. Like a five. A five? Mm-hmm. Before when Sarah dies? Yeah. Or is it when when Eddie's upset at the end? No. Okay. When Sarah dies. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Could this movie be remade? No. I mean, it could, but it wouldn't be as good, I guess. 
Should it be remade? I feel like I kind of like it better in black and white. I don't know. I just feel like it kind of sets the mood for the movie. It does. It's almost like like a film noir does. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it, it adds, like you said, a mood. Yeah, and like the jazz music too. Texture to it and grittiness. and mm-hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't come across in color. The, the Color of Money is a similar movie in a lot of ways, and it doesn't have that same gritty feel to it. Probably because it's in color. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, that's part of it, definitely. But there's no way they're making a movie in 1986, a mainstream movie with Tom Cruise, and putting it in black and white. It's just not going to happen. Uh, would you make any changes to the story? No. No? Mm-mm. What role would Chris Pratt play? The bartender. The funny bartender. The funny bartender? <laughs> yeah. That's it? You're not giving Chris Pratt very good roles lately. But that's lately. because, like, he doesn't deserve Like, he's too good for some of these roles. <laughs> <laughs> he's too nice of a guy. Yeah. You can't see him playing a jerk? No. And you can't see Fast Eddie being, like, a nice guy? No. Nice guy, Eddie. No. <laughs> All right. Or maybe I'd... he could be Charlie. But, like, Charlie's nicer and he's not using him. No, he's got to be older. Uh, the money yeah. guy's got to be older, right? Yeah. No, Charlie's not the money guy. Charlie was his friend. Yeah, but he was also the money guy in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would play the funny bartender. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. Brief takeaways from the movie. I'll go first. I've seen it a couple times before. I do really like it. I don't think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's not a top 100 movie, but it's a very good movie about a very sad person. I wasn't really looking forward to watching it, but I liked it, and I'm glad that we watched it. So what would, would you recommend this movie? Yeah. To whom? People who play pool. Anybody else? Yeah, if you want to watch it, I don't know. Lonely Housewives? Yeah. People who like Paul Newman. Lonely Housewives? Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, say that's a wrap, Katie. That's a wrap, Katie. This episode of My Fair Katie was written and produced by Scott and Katie Shimmick. A special thanks for our music to Mario Chardy Esquire, the best IT lawyer on this side of the Hudson.